Welcome to Perfectly Unfiltered, the podcast where I have perfectly unfiltered conversations with real people sharing real stories about redefining roles at home and in the workplace. I will also be talking with changemakers, learning what they are doing to open the doors for women and the realities of creating a diverse and inclusive workforce. Together, we can build a community where we all win. I'm your host, Noor Haitian Fawaz, and this is Perfectly Unfiltered. I'm really happy to introduce Jen Sadie from WFS. She is a purchaser and she's on our show today to not only talk about her own career journey, but the important role that WFS plays in helping to diversify the workforce and create more inclusive practices. So welcome to the show, Jen. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to have you on. WFS has been a great friend to Build a Dream. The company itself joined as a huge supporter and partner of our initiative years ago, and you were the first sponsor of our Purple Hats. So we gave away Purple Hard Hats to every young woman that attended our event a couple of years ago. Oh, I think it's such a great fit the two companies. It is. And I remember talking about what the Build a Dream mission was and how WFS would play a role in helping us recruit more young women to consider these career pathways. And I believe I received the quickest yes, that your company would want to support the work that we do, but be very proactively involved. And since then, um, at every event, we are able to give away some swag items. Uh, Last year, we gave away flashlights the year before that, safety glasses, and then as I mentioned, the purple hard hats. So it's great to see companies like WFS take a proactive role in not only talking about the importance of diversity and inclusion, but being proactive and supporting organizations like Build a Dream that are trying to attract more young women to consider these pathways. And the event itself is such a great time and it really inspires young women to consider these different pathways. So I would love for you to give us a little intro or description about WFS and what you do. Absolutely. Well, what you said there about the culture and their drive to diversify couldn't be more true. Even just in the three and a half years that I've worked there, I've seen more women added into less traditional roles. So we're typical offices, you see women quite often in accounting or more administrative roles. At WFS, we have women in our warehouse. We have women on the forklifts, women uh, interacting with customers, women working in the plants. So they are very driven to make sure opportunities are accessible to everyone. That's amazing. And for those that may not know who WFS is, can you give us a a quick description of what exactly the company does and sells? Sure. I can't give a quick description of what we sell because we pretty much sell everything a business could possibly need to run itself. We sell everything from janitorial, plumbing, chemicals, material handling, more technical stuff, tools, It's all the different companies in Southern Ontario, anything they need to keep their businesses going, it's our job to have in stock. Wonderful. And how long have you been with WFS? It's been about three and a half years. And as your role in purchasing, what does a typical day look like? There's not quite a typical day. We are responsible for a wide breadth of products. Uh, Me personally, my main categories are plumbing and janitorial. 
So we have an ERP system that tracks all of the items we're responsible for. It has their usage, how many we have in stock, if we're oversold. So it's going through our system every day and looking at different vendors. Every vendor has different terms and conditions for placing orders, different prepaid amounts. So it's a lot of analyzing and figuring out what's needed and working with suppliers to make sure we're paying the right cost for it, uh, making sure things are going to ship on time, relationships with both my coworkers and our customers, as well as our suppliers to keep everything running. Did you have prior knowledge of the products that you were selling or some of the products that you were selling prior to starting at WFS? I did in some ways. I actually was a customer of WFS before I was an employee. I was the purchaser at uh, CS Wind that makes the wind tower factories or wind towers. And um, when theirs was starting to close down, I had dealt with WFS for several years. They were a great supplier. And my sales rep let me know of the opportunity there. Now, some of the products I used to buy from WFS, I was quite familiar with. Last year, our plumbing buyer retired, and I took on a new category that was totally unfamiliar to me. Yeah, I'm sure. (laughs) That's been an adjustment, but we have really great plumbing experts in the company that have been phenomenal help to me. So as you know, Build a Dream aims to inspire young women to consider career pathways in male-dominated industries. So we focus on the skilled trades, science, technology, engineering, and math, for example. So areas that women are significantly underrepresented, but there's phenomenal opportunities for them to access and progress within that career pathway. So talking about even just some of the products that you sell and the different categories, they do truly represent a lot of the industries that we're trying to attract more women to pursue. How did you find yourself being a purchaser, for example, at CS when that's often companies like that are male dominated and then now being at WFS as a purchaser? What led you down this path? It's kind of interesting. This was not, purchasing was not my intended career path when I started out. I actually went into business marketing. That's what I studied in school. And in the beginning, the first half of my career, I had a lot of purchasing type roles within marketing companies. I was buying ad space. I was buying print projects, office supplies, things of that nature. And I had left one opportunity for one doing purchasing actually at a fastener supplier, a company that locally spiral industries that makes steel fasteners. And I just found there was so many more aspects to it and it challenged me more than the previous buying. So when the opportunity came up at CS Wind and it was a very heavily male-dominated company, there was a transition period because I had worked in more of a creative field than uh, prior and in manufacturing, it was a lot more men that I was dealing with. And some were phenomenal, phenomenal and helpful and some were discouraging. And I'm sorry to hear that. And uh, I don't know, I'm hoping it's okay for me to ask this, but what were some of the discouraging comments or experiences that you had working in a male dominated industry? And what role did those that gave you a positive experience play in motivating you to stay within the industry itself? Well, I think it, it comes down to something that's key to purchasing in general, and that's relationship building. When I was at CS Wind, I wasn't always taken seriously with suggestions 
probably like I felt it was because I was a female. Now I worked with men who did listen to me and worked with them on pitching some of my ideas. And I found that when you have a male ally, it was easier to get my point across. Now, I don't have that issue at all at WFS. It's actually been quite the opposite. The guys are really eager to help and support me. They know that the better I can do my job, the better it is for them to sell the product. So they're always helpful in listening to my ideas and helping me make good decisions. So what advice do you have for companies having worked in one company that may have not had as much of a supportive environment and now being in a supportive environment company? What advice do you have for companies that are trying to diversify? They're trying to recruit more females into their industry. What could they do better to make sure that once they recruit females into the industry, they're able to retain them within their roles as well? I think it's a two-way street, both on the employee and the employers and at the first company. Some of that was also me finding my voice in a career and learning ways to get my ideas across and working with male colleagues instead of it being feeling like a battle. I think companies, they have to be willing to train and teach, say women in this case, things that they might not have everyday knowledge of. There's obviously things in plumbing that I'm clueless on. And if it wasn't for our plumbing expert, I wouldn't be able to do my job successfully. So I think that the employee has to be willing to adapt and the company has to be willing to kind of guide the employee through that adoption. So we talk about the value and the importance of not only supporting diverse applicants, but creating those inclusive environments. And I can really appreciate when you say it's a two-way streak, it's the important, it's on the role of the employer to create that type of culture, but also on the employee to put in that effort. But when we talk about situations or examples where you feel that your opinion or your ideas may not have been heard, or you have to work twice as hard, which is something that we often hear from women in male-dominated industries. And I myself, during conversations or during meetings, have found that I may have an idea. And then if my male colleague suggests the same idea, somehow it's heard much louder and appreciated much more. What advice do you have for women that struggle with that, struggle with the fact that they often have to work twice as hard, that sometimes they're not taken as seriously, even when they're putting in twice, three times as much effort to have a role and be respected in their position? I've learned a lot of lessons over the years, and I think that it's so critical to be true to who you are and not let those things affect how you are as an employee. It would have been very easy to get frustrated or upset if I wasn't being listened to and to fight back aggressively, but that's not who I am as as a worker. I will present my ideas. I will have everything I need to kind of back it up and say, this is what I believe is right, or this is what I think we should do. If a company doesn't seem value in that, they're not the right company. Then it becomes my choice that I can leave or pursue something different. There are good companies out there. As I say, now at WFS, I truly feel like I'm listened to. So you can stay in that role or you can find find a company that's more deserving. You know, I look at 
companies like WFS that are great supporters of our organization. I see them out in the community and that brings me great comfort and motivation to see companies take such a proactive role. When you see your own company participating in events like Build a Dream and are very involved in the community, does that increase your positive feelings towards your own company? For sure. I was very honored. I actually got to attend one of the Build a Dream breakfasts as a representative of WFS. And I was honored to be there. You talked about Rick Thurston. He's our general manager and is so supportive of this Build a Dream efforts and was the one who encouraged the staff members to participate in these podcasts. I like hearing that. I know that I'm working for good people that value me as a person and as a woman. And I am so glad you brought up Rick Thurston because he played a pivotal role in the work that we do in our partnership with WFS, along with Rianne, who is so proactive in the work that we're doing. I think it's important for companies to know the impact that their role in organizations like Build a Dream and in the community play even on their staff's morale and their feel like positive feelings towards that company. Because I often feel that when a company comes to recruit young women and, and encourage them to pursue pathways in male-dominated industries, in turn, what they're also saying to their staff is, we value you, we value diversity, we value inclusion, and we want to create a culture that's equitable for all. And I think that this is such a great example. And I've had the pleasure of working very closely with WFS and meeting so many different employees, both men and women. And everyone's been so great, so proactive and so involved. And I can't wait till we're able to run in-person events again, because it's always such a pleasure seeing the WFS team there supporting us. What advice do you have for young women that are unsure about their career journey? Don't know where to start. Don't know what they like, don't like. How do they find their passion? These are often questions that we get asked, not only from young women, but from their parents. What advice do you have for them? I say look for the things that make you smile. There's always things in life that we do that we find little joys in. If you can turn something that makes you happy or makes you feel good into a career, that that's the dream. That's what we all strive for. I think there are so many opportunities. I love purchasing, but I also, it wasn't my intended path and it's had a lot of different roles along the way that have led me here. But you find that little something and you build on it and you grow and they turn it into a career that you're excited to do. You know, I've been thinking, pondering on this question too, because we get asked after every event or at every event. And I was starting to reflect on, you know, how did I find what I'm passionate about? How do I, how did I wake up every day loving what I do? You know, that's not typical. Sometimes people spend a whole lifetime finding that. And I realized that it kind of like what you're saying, it's the different experiences that I was able to gain and being mindful of what those experiences meant to how I felt and what I really wanted to do. And I often encourage people to not ask young people what they want to be when they grow up, but instead what they want to do, because there's so many things you could do with a skill. There's so many things you can explore where, you know, what you want to be may make you feel like you're putting yourself into one path where I do feel similar to your experience. There's many different courses and different paths and and roads you can take um, that can ultimately lead you to what you're very passionate about. 
What other advice do you have? You talk a lot about the importance of relationships. How can people build that network to help them build those relationships? Integrity is critical in relationship building. I am a big believer in saying and doing the same thing. I think like from a purchasing standpoint, relationships, everything comes down to price and quality and, and delivery and all those good factors. But it's the connections you make. It's the people that know you and know what you represent and your company represents. And you have that same sense of security from that business. When you build that kind of trust, it gives more opportunities for success as a partnership. And final question, what advice do you wish you had when you were in high school? It's not going to work out the way that you planned, but it's (laughs) going to work out the way that it should be. I love that. Isn't that (laughs) the truth? I can first be the first to say that it's uh, real. And I've definitely experienced that. Well, once again, I really appreciate you coming on the show and a huge and special shout out to the team at WFS for being one of our largest sponsors and supporters of Build a Dream and always proactively and going above and beyond to support our mission to empower young women to consider career pathways in the skill trade, science, technology, engineering, and math, emergency response, and entrepreneurship. And it's always such a pleasure to speak to the staff of WFS. So Jen Sadie, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. Enjoy this beautiful sunny day. Thank you. Yes. Great. Wonderful.